Time now for Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Now, here's your host, Agri-News Director, Jim Smalley. The Trudeau Government's Economic Advisory Council unveiled new recommendations yesterday to boost economic growth for Canada. Eight key sectors were highlighted for having considerable potential for growth, including agriculture and food. The report recommends that the government and private sector work together to conduct a detailed review of each sector, assessing its strengths, barriers to growth, and policy initiatives to overcome the barriers. Pulse Canada Chair Lee Moat says the Pulse industry welcomes the opportunity to work with government to define an action plan. And we're delighted that agriculture has taken uh, a prominent position in the, in the report. Frequently we... Uh, we uh, remark about how, uh, you know, agriculture is kind of left out, but it's, uh, it's kind of front and center, a major part of this report, and uh, we're excited to see that. Moe says there's an urgent need for an integrated agenda that connects food to health and sustainability, along with economic prosperity. We know that the future of food is in, in health. It's in uh, human health, that is. It's in health of the environment, and, and uh, it's in affordable food, and it's in economy. Uh, making making uh, money and uh, we know that we have to get outside of some of the traditional ways of doing things uh, we have to engage uh, the health the healthcare side of the world and and we have to look at sustainability and in uh, in a broader fashion than we've had so so that means breaking down the silos getting outside of of some of the structures of the past in order to achieve this this development this growth that we're talking about the council recommends a more integrated collaborative approach to growth, one where the private sector is engaged to lead strategy development. I think in the pulse industry we've seen the potential that we have in agriculture and food uh, for, for, a, for a long time. It's certainly a part of our strategy uh, and we've seen the results on a number of fronts with, with pulse crops uh, leading the way in, in developing new food products that are, that are on our shelves containing pulses uh, that consumers can eat in ways they've they've never thought of before so we've seen the potential and of course we think there's so much more uh, room to uh, innovate so great uh, great kind of uh, strategy to look at the private sector to be so so much more involved the council has recommended that the food and agriculture sector be the first to undergo the detailed analysis we're ready to start and so uh, being identified as kind of the priority area or the first to uh, to uh, uh, t- take action on is is great for us in the pulse industry. We've uh, recently rolled out uh, our our new idea about uh, about strategy. We we uh, we call it uh, 25 by 2025. We think there's a great opportunity for looking at pulses finding their ways into markets that they haven't been in before. Uh, we'd like to see 25% of our production in Western Canada find its way into non-traditional markets. So that's that's exactly on on cue with this uh, report's conclusion that we need to focus on agriculture and food. Mode says an action plan for growth should focus on opportunities that will foster growth through innovation. And it's certainly one of the things that that uh, pulse crops have so much potential in. Uh, uh, one of the success stories I think that's that's come on stream is is uh, you know North Americans uh, are falling in love with hummus, which is uh, which is a food that we've not consumed before, and and so we have chickpeas that are that are going into that marketplace. But there's so much more potential for innovation when we look at the uh, how, how do we achieve health 
healthy outcomes for consumers and healthy outcomes for the environment. Pulse crops have a tremendous role to play because of their ability to fix nitrogen and reduce the carbon footprint. So, so in order to capture some of that that potential, you know, we have to look at new ways of of uh, of including ingredients in food products. Maybe bread is something that not only contains wheat flour but contains uh, pulse flour as well uh, to take advantage of that environmental sustainability. And of course, bread that has uh, pulse flour in it will have a higher protein content, a higher a higher fiber content, and uh, provide so many health benefits for consumers. It just seems like a path forward that meets all of those criteria of healthy people, healthy planet, and of course, healthy economy all at the same time. But what is the biggest challenge to tapping into the growth potential in agriculture? I think sometimes when you want something new or different to happen, you have to uh, have new or, or different approaches. And I think, I think the biggest restriction to that is, is uh, us, that is the agricultural community and the health community and, and the, the economic community, finding uh, a way to get outside of the silos that we've been in in the past. So, that, uh, you know, new thinking, new ways of doing things, uh, more collaborative work across all sectors of our economy. I, I think that's the key to getting outside of the kind of traditions we've been in. Lee Motes is the chair of Pulse Canada. He farms near Radisson. Today is Food Freedom Day. That's when the average Canadian has earned enough income to pay his or her annual grocery bill for the year. The 2017 Food Freedom Day is three days later than last year, but it's still a pretty good deal when you takes more than five months to cover federal, provincial, and municipal taxes. The Canadian Federation of Agriculture estimates that 10.7% of disposable income was spent on food last year. Canada usually ranks in the top five countries for lowest food costs in the world. There are early indications that farmers are looking to plant more chickpeas this spring in the prime growing areas of southwest Saskatchewan. A presentation and panel discussion was held last month at Cropsphere in Saskatoon. Providing the grower perspective was Derek Tallon, who farms with his farmer near La Fleche, about half an hour west of Assiniboia. Tallon spoke to reporter Neil Billinger about several topics, starting with the 2016 chickpea crop. Well, it was, you know, obviously extremely wet in our area, like most areas, so that's not really conducive to growing a good chickpea crop, but with the fungicides we have available now, most of us were able to salvage something out of it, and prices are quite high with chickpeas right now, so even if you didn't get the best yield and best quality, it's probably still going to turn out to be a profitable year as long as you didn't lose them altogether. Will the prices or disease concerns, will that be the one that drives more people to chickpeas possibly in 2017? It, yeah, I can see some people trying to chase the market, but I think an, enough growers that would consider it do have experience with them in previous years, so they know the challenges that are associated with trying to grow chickpeas, and uh, it'll be interesting to see how many people try and get back in. And, and seed, seed supply is going to be an issue as well, so that's going to kind of constrict how many people are going to be able to get into it because it's not going to be readily available, good seed. What have you been hearing anecdotally about seed supply? Has the, the good seed already been tied up? I think there's going to be some out there. A lot of guys are kind of hanging on and making sure they got enough for themselves. And as acres all start firming up, I don't think there's going to be a major shortage for anyone who's going to plan ahead of time. But if you decide on the 1st of April you want to see chickpeas, you might be out of luck. For growers that are growing chickpeas for the first time or haven't done it in a while, uh, some of the Important issues, uh, things to remember would be seeding early, I guess, would be uh, top of the list. 
sometimes when you seed them really early into cold soil, they don't really come up that fast. So I've, I've noticed sometimes when I, if I have 10 days between seeding dates, the maturity will only be two or three days because the last ones went into warmer soil and just come out of the ground that much quicker. So as long as they're in a reasonable time frame, you'll be okay there. What about uh, seeding density? I think there's a lot of different opinions out there. Um, I like to be around three to three and a half plants per square foot. Some people push it higher and some people go lower. I think you kind of have a compromise between disease and maturity. If uh, a thinner stand can sometimes dry out a little quicker and easier to control the disease, and but the thicker stand can sometimes push the crop along and, and advance the maturity. So it's kind of finding a, a good balance, I guess, between the two of them. Chickpeas require a lot of management. That includes fungicide treatments. Uh, how important is it to make sure you're on top of a, any disease issues with chickpeas? That's extremely important. If you, if you fall behind, it's tough to get them back. If you continue to have wet conditions and you fall behind, then the ascochyta starts taking over the plant. It can be really tough. So that's uh, probably the, the biggest thing is to make sure you're out there early, controlling the ascochyta, and just continue to do that all the way through the season, especially if it's wet. It's just... Uh, you can lose that crop in a matter of days, basically, if uh, the conditions get wet on you and you're, you're not prepared. Do you scout uh, chickpea fields on, on a daily basis? I wouldn't say on a daily basis, but I usually plan on fungicide app around every two weeks once I start, and, and then I'll just modify that as the conditions kind of change. If it's a little bit wetter, I'll maybe speed that up. If it's hot and dry and there's no rain in the forecast, maybe I'll stretch that out a bit. So I don't... Uh, scout them every day but um, once it's getting time to start making those decisions and I'm out there quite often uh, looking at them. Chickpeas don't usually follow a calendar they can be quite variable from year to year? Yeah they're very indeterminate uh, growth uh, cycle on them as long as they have moisture and nutrients so they will just keep growing so yeah that's that's another thing to everyone has to consider and, and they have a deep root so as long as there's moisture down a couple feet three four feet they'll they'll go down and get it and just keep growing so that's kind of the nature of that plant any other advantages or, or maybe challenges that you could tell growers about uh, chickpeas there's some conceptions around chickpeas not having problems with root rot which they are fairly tolerant to aphanomyces and that's what a lot of people are having problems with. Mental production is aphanomyces but your fusarium root rots, chickpeas are still fairly susceptible to that and, and, and if your lentil root rot problem is fusarium not aphanomyces it might not be the silver bullet that you, that you think it could be as far as root rot. If you know that you have aphanomyces in your lentils and uh, no fusarium root rot issues then chickpeas might be a really good fit for you if you're in an area that can grow them but yeah, like I said, on our farm, we have a fair bit of problems with root rot, even in chickpeas, and it's because uh, we're dealing with fusarium root rots in both the lentils and chickpeas. So yeah, you can't make the assumption that you won't have any root rot with uh, growing chickpeas. Derek Talon farms at La Flesh, about half an hour west of Assiniboia. The market update on The Source, 620 CKRM. Grain prices this morning saw Durham unchanged at 281.36, feed barley unchanged at 134.14, flax unchanged at 484.55, yellow peas unchanged at $312, and feed wheat unchanged at $147.48. Canola was up $3 to 486.02, oats were down $4 to 170.45, and number one red spring wheat was up $1.46 to $236.33. The Livestock Report on The Source, 620 CKRM. And now here's the latest livestock quotes. 
Good afternoon. This is the Yorkton Heartland Livestock Mark Report for Wednesday, February the 8th. A respectable run here today with 2,200 in the sort and 150 cows and bulls. Can't remember the last time we had 150 cows. Uh, next week we probably will hit 400. A total of 23.50 for the day. D1, D2 cows, 83 to 93 sales to 95, 96. D3 cows is 73 to 83. These older type cows, weaker cows, 25 to 45. Young cows have ruts, 105 to 125. And good bulls, 98 to 108 sales to 110, 112 on the feeder market. Whatever the market dropped last week, it came back somewhat uh, this week for just some classes. Some highlights on the steer side. 400 pound steers, 234. 450s, 228. 500 pound steers, 218. 550 pound steers, 209. 650 pound tan steers, 199. My favorite pen, this pen was smoking this morning. 700 pound tan steers at 187. 800 pounders, 172. 850 pound red black exotic steers, 163. And 950 pound red black exotic steers at 157. On the heifer side, 400 pounders, 201. 450s, 190. 500 pound heifers, 182. 550s, 175. 650-pound heifers, 166, 700-pound heifers, 161, 800-pound heifers, 152. Some big yearling heifers here again, 1,150-pounders at 140. Next week, pre-sort has 1,700 head booked. Just a reminder, it's a month away, though, but we're featuring a Speckle Park Influence sale on Wednesday, March the 1st. Lots of phone calls for that sale. This Friday, February the 10th, sheep, lamb, goat sale and horse sale, receiving on Thursday from 12 to 8, and Friday right up until sale time. Sheep, lamb, goats sell at 11, and horses will sell at 5. This Friday, February the 10th. That's it for this week. I'm Harvey Exner. Have a good day. Now here's the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. This is the Hams Market Commentary for Wednesday, February 8th. Hams sold 6,000 hogs Tuesday, selling in a range of 165 to 167 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 5,500 head, selling in a range of 167 to 169 per CKG. Number one sows delivered to Winnipeg this week will sell in the range of 48 to $64 per CKG live weight. Cash hogs today are called steady, while lean hogs are trading higher and the Canadian dollar is down two basis points, trading at 0.7599 cents US. Cash hogs yesterday were up 36 cents per hundred weight while the cutout was up 25 cents per hundred weight. Packer margins are currently estimated at $33 per head black. Although hog numbers have tightened up recently, they are still expected to be 4 to 5 percent above a year ago, which could cause a drop in cash prices in the coming months, especially if the exceptional export sales experienced recently drop. Jim Smalley's Agro Weather on the Source 620 CKRM. A mix of sun and cloud today, becoming sunny this afternoon. Wind west at 30 kilometers an hour, gusting to 50, high minus 21, feeling like minus 38 with the wind chill. Clear tonight, wind west at 20 kilometers an hour, dying down near midnight, dropping to minus 27 for the low, feeling like minus 36 with the wind chill. Increasing cloudiness tomorrow, light snow early in the afternoon, high minus 8 with a wind chill of minus 33 though, and the low minus 8 as well. Cloudy on Friday, high plus 1, low minus 6. Sunny for Saturday, high minus 2, low minus 8. Sunday sunny again, high plus 2, low minus 7. Sunday, Monday rather, more sunshine and a high of 0. The normal high this time of year is minus 8. The normal low is around minus 20. The sun rose at 822 this morning and will set at 603 this afternoon. Should mention as well that the extreme cold warnings have ended as well for all of Saskatchewan other than the Leader and Gaunt Lake areas. 
Quickly moving over, taking a look at Moose Jaw right now. Some blowing snow. The wind from the west at 37 kilometers an hour. Humidity 61% and it's minus 20. Here in Regina, also some drifting and blowing snow. The wind from the west at 32 kilometers an hour. Humidity 78%, pressure 102.6 and rising. And we're sitting at minus 23, feeling still like minus 37 for the wind chill. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. For Jim Smalley, I'm Drew Posty.